welcome to the Nespas Meram O podcast local voices for global audience our launch episode is anchored by damika marcia maulong on the subject covid-19 as she interviews nespas advisor rathindra roy reflections on surviving covid-19 The Nesfas team was relieved when their go-to pool of wisdom and advisor and facilitator of learning, strategic thinking and change, Mr. Rathindra Nath Roy, after testing positive, came out of a 17-day quarantine and was declared COVID-19 negative. As Nesfas takes steps to support safety in its communities from the fast-spreading virus, they took pointers from the Chennai-based 72-year-old Mr. Roy on his journey to beat the odds apprehensions, diet, trauma, and priorities. Please share the feeling from the point of testing positive to being declared safe and well. If I have to describe my feelings from the beginning to the end, there were quite a few different kinds of feelings. For example, uh, I was anxious because we don't know much about the virus. we don't know how it manifests and how it behaves i was happy that i was a non symptomatic case and therefore it would be mild i was confident of the support of my family and my physicians which made me feel good i was concerned that i was going to put a lot of load on my family because i couldn't help out and pitch in and do things i was worried about what was happening to the country as a whole the mess we are in then one or two days into the after detecting positivity i went and met the senior most infectious diseases person in apollo and i was greatly relieved after meeting him because you know he explained things very clearly and told me not to worry and he was the person i asked him that when this finishes should i get tested and he said you never get tested again because you have had it once unless you're going to be in touch with people like your physician or something then you'll get tested otherwise there's no more test and then i was relieved that i finished my isolation without any symptoms in good health and i could get back to being you know with the family helping out doing things etc but i'm still anxious because the lack of understanding of this virus we know that there are increasing evidence that there are possibilities of reinfection staying in isolation for for that many days uh, mm-hmm. i discovered that isolation and distancing uh, are really tough in the sense you know it uh, it's not something easy to do because basically we human beings are social creatures What actions did you take during the days of isolation which might help others Some of the things I did which I think would be useful for people is you know you have to set up a routine simple things like making your bed taking your blood pressure doing your oxygen saturation testing temperatures doing it regularly eating at regular times exercising to the extent possible without going overboard like you know walking around sit ups uh, things like that you know um you have to keep in good shape not lying down because you're not ill in that sense reading one of the things i did was i, I completely cut back on uh, things like 
watching television and particularly news with I was I was getting my news from newspapers not from TV I'll come to that later now so so these are the protective things at the beginning and some of your routines so that you know you you keep busy and you just don't laze around and not do anything you know i was on some supplements which people recommend which is vitamin c vitamin d mm-hmm. and zinc the metal zinc they also recommend that in case you get an infection i mean assuming you have got an infection you try to dilute it particularly in your throat and your nose and you do it in the following simple way you do salt gargling and if you can add one or two drops of betadine that's wonderful three four times a day and you use a nasal spray again just simple salt spray not nothing dramatic because this makes sure that even if you get an infection it gets diluted with the saline solution so it's your viral load is not high you have a light and healthy diet because you know you're not doing any exercise you're hanging around so you might as well eat less but eat healthy lots of fluids by that i need water and then i did a lot of breathing exercises which they recommend for your for strengthening your lungs because you must remember not only am i old uh, i have hypertension i have heart disease so those are comorbidities that, that they worry about okay. so you have to strengthen your lungs because this thing affects your lungs now i have circulated a video by a new zealand doctor which basically tells you what you should do either to prevent it or if you have got a mild case of it and it tells you all the things i'm telling you and it's a very very useful video so if you have ignored it please go back and take a look at okay, okay. i used to check my oxygen saturation and temperature about every 3 to 4 hours and i didn't cut off although i was in isolation i would spend you know sit near the door talk to the family talk with my daughter in mumbai by phone so you kept in touch and you and you try to you know connect normally with family and friends as it is having tested negative what would your advice be well if you have tested negative uh, which means after you have finished your isolation etc treatment the advice now is don't relax because there is no reason to believe that you have got immunity so it doesn't mean that just because you are positive once you can happily loaf around all over the countryside not wear a mask no you still have to not relax which means when you go outside and when you are close to other people you wear a mask if you cannot distance even at home you wear a mask you avoid crowds that means you know forget about movies forget about restaurants you know to the extent possible i'm not saying this is absolutely but this is something you have to worry about because you can it looks like you can get reinfected and it also looks like that your symptoms might continue even after you test negative that's my first this thing is what do you do if you are negative or you are finished with your isolation now if you are non symptomatic like i was or even if you have mild symptoms okay the advice that the physicians and every and the rep you know the research that i did say stay at home do not repeat do not go to a hospital unless things are serious when things are serious 
go to the hospital preferably the to the doctors and hospitals that you are familiar with and they are familiar with you because then they have their history they know you and they know what to do with you and you follow their instructions if you are old and if you have comorbidities then unless it is an absolute emergency don't go to a hospital because risk in a hospital is far larger than a risk you have to be clear about that you know going to the hospital for any little thing is not recommended in this case because bad enough you can get infected worse you can infect others mm-hmm. and in a hospital most people are vulnerable is mental strength an important ingredient to get through covid-19 if i have a one word answer absolutely because you're learning or you have to learn to deal with uncertainty which means you worry about what you can change and you try not to worry about what you cannot change and in this case there's pretty damn little you can change so you might as well stop worrying about imaginary things and concentrate on how you can do things which will keep you better right Mm-hmm. but you are right it's very very important how do you do this thing i think keeping routines keeping busy let's say you know doing things at home gardening cooking talking with the family reading if you have hobbies exercises all these things are important because uh, you know most of us have forgotten how to be alone and this is a good training program on how to be and i'm not talking about being lonely i'm talking about being alone and being being comfortable with being alone few things that i did which might help people one is i stopped listening to the news continuously which is really stupid because first of all there's not much news and a lot of it is fake and it's so much easier to read a newspaper in the morning and have spare time to do other second slow down on whatever you're doing i think this is a great opportunity for us to slow down slow down in your eating slow down on your conversations relax and read etc because i think this is a less thought or worried about him by a lot of people we worry about physical health problems we don't worry about mental health and i think those who are looking after you this is more important for them rather than for you unless of course you're also conscious about what's going through in your head but if you you know feel anxious depressed and so on and so forth confused for god's sake seek help you know stop being brave or embarrassed about asking for help just go out and ask for help there are people i'm sure who, who you can reach out to first of all reach out to your family and friends so that they can help you but please take it seriously because this is important uh this is something that we're not talking enough about one thing that helped me is you know this whole uncertainty but we are confident that things are going to change that's the only thing you can be confident about so you know things will pass and this also will pass it might take a little longer than others so i usually don't worry about things that you know that eventually will go away one thing i don't know how many people will will try this but one thing i would encourage is to keep a journal and write uh, anything it doesn't matter fiction non fiction poetry your imagination diary it doesn't matter but let's say 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes in the evening just write uh not necessarily to to reflect on and worry about just get used to the idea of putting things down and it actually helps you to focus and feel good about things 
and who knows you might end up being a writer one of these days and who was your support mechanism through this entire episode family 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 if you also in addition to family have good friends who can check on you support you wonderful there's also i have i was very lucky about one thing because of my health issues i have some wonderful doctors who are not just doctors but who are friends and i and i was in touch with them they were looking after me and i knew that whether it's with family or friends or with my physicians i was in damn good hands if not the best hands i could be in which is perfect uh, it it puts your mind at ease you don't unnecessarily imagine all hell is breaking loose and it's wonderful yeah one other idea there's so much of there's so little information around and so much of fake information around it helps to do some research on on the on this thing and and try and get a wide view of it so that you know when you are seeing fake news or rubbish and you know how to take in information that's being put on the news or coming to you it gives you confidence because it means you have done your research Okay so rumors versus facts how do we ensure fear does not create bad impacts in the societal fabric also how do you think we could avoid the variables in information in our local indigenous communities for example what would you say to the indigenous communities when you and you think they are prone to rumors and false beliefs and things like that frankly i think indigenous people are just like others in many ways uh, we are all we all tend to listen to rumors and gossip uh, we we're not and as human beings the way our brains function we are not good at doing two things that are absolutely necessary in a crisis like this we are not good at taking decisions when there are lots of variables you know we like simple things we don't like complicated things and we are not very good at it and we should be good at it that's number one thing to worry about the second thing we are not very good at is we are not very good at assessing risk for example you you always believe things won't happen to you because it'll happen to others which is really stupid because things can happen to you so this is where we need to think about how do we think better how do we decide better how do we assess risk better and some of the things here again are very similar to the other things you know one is to avoid unnecessary stuff like social media gossip and things like that which just confuses you and takes you along with those you know with the likes uh, remember when most social media you're hanging out with people who who think like you it's important to also listen to people who don't think like you that's where you really learn one of the things i found and i think it's useful in a situation like this which i think the indigenous people are supposed to be good at and i say supposed because i've heard about this i've heard francisco talk about it i'm not entirely convinced that all indigenous people are like this because there is a belief that indigenous people are more comfortable with uncertainty than others in which case they have an advantage in a situation like this and not to share however if they are good for them but if you have uncertainty there is a way to handle one of the ways to handle it is to take a precautionary approach which means if you know a lot of us say i don't have absolute information and evidence therefore i won't act on it in a precautionary approach you take a you take a cautious stand see we don't know exactly whether every 
you know, whether a particular pesticide does damage to us and how it does damage to us, at what level it does damage to us. By the time we find it out, the damage would have been done. But if you suspect that there is a possibility of this doing damage, then it makes sense to be precautionary and say, hey, I'm going to be on the, I'm going to bet on the cautious side and cut back. You know, we know that we should not be using too much of energy because it causes carbon, because it causes climate change. There's a huge debate saying, what kind of carbon, how much of it is bad, is this enough, is that enough? We might never know. But we do know we might be using too much. So it, as a precaution, it makes sense to cut back. That's what I mean by cutting back. The other thing that the indigenous people are supposed to be good at, again, I'm not always convinced about this, but I hope it's true. And Francisco, again, refers to this as deductive learning. You know, indigenous people for a very long time have been living with nature and so on, so they observe things better than us. Uh, they make a record of it either in their memory or write it down. They reflect on it and try to understand patterns. Uh, they discuss it amongst themselves and compare it with their knowledge that they already have. And they learn. And this is a very, very powerful technique of learning in a situation like the COVID crisis where we don't know much. So you observe, you listen, you reflect, you learn. You, 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 know, you use your instincts rather than your beliefs. You know, when you talk about beliefs and traditions and rumors and other things, you know, I, I think I'm not against beliefs and traditions, but the most beliefs and traditions are actually dead people talking to you. All this happened in the past. It's, it's based on what they, and they might have seen logic in it. They might have seen sense in it. But it's worth testing it because it happened in the past. Just because something came from the past doesn't mean it's right. So I, I, you know, I say beliefs and traditions are, are dead people talking to you. So check it out. If it's good for you, hang on to it. If it's not good for you, dump it. There's no big deal to it. And depend on your instincts because uh, that's what I think will finally take you through. I'm not sure we can go ahead and persuade people to do this or that. I think you can help people, give them information, help them think through it, share examples, make it interesting, etc. Ultimately, I think they have to figure it out. I don't believe in this, you know, make people aware magically they'll be different. It doesn't happen. It didn't happen to me. I don't see it happen to most people. But when I think about something and figure it out for myself, then I do things differently. Would you agree that a well-maintained indigenous diet could also be a supplement to enhance the immunity level of people from COVID-19? I think my advice would be eat local because that's easier to find and you know what you're eating. Eat seasonal, usually healthier stuff. Be diverse, that means, you know, your food groups and things like that, colors and things like that. You worry about all that. Eat clean food. Eat the right portion. Because, you, know, you can have a very diverse and interesting and um, 
great diet but if you're not eating enough of the right things then you're going to be in trouble so portions become very important but overall you know my my cardiologist always tells me the less you eat the more you walk the longer you live so, so honestly light eating i think light eating of the right kind enjoying it and being slow at it i think that's the best you can tell people now unfortunately with all this you might be short of something and i think if you see symptoms like you know if you're a woman and you're fatigued and tired and maybe you're anemic in which case you need iron and if your food is not giving it to you go get a supplement or if you're not getting vitamin c during the rainy season maybe you should get it so yes eat healthy eat diverse eat local all that is great but please listen to your body and if you find something going wrong ask somebody and if they say hey you need this you need that do it but if diet alone is not enough to keep you immune uh, as that youtube video of dr sandhya ramanathan tells you you have, you have to be clean wear masks distance dilute your infection take supplements exercise stop stressing and worrying so it's this combination that improves your immunities from your ever ocean of knowledge please share some words of wisdom or essential learnings on personal household and community management during these times and what would be the points of concerns we should watch out for the world has changed no doubt about it the beauty of it is it shows that we can live in a changed world we have no idea what is going to happen trust me we don't know what's going to happen because when there is disruption and uncertainty it's very difficult to predict what is going to happen on the other side of the coin of disruption and uncertainty is the system becomes more pliable you know when when things fall apart you can you can juggle things around a little bit so instead of you know everyone says when will we go back to the old normal i don't want to go back to the old normal because the old normal we were over consuming over indulging whether it was social media or food or things or cars or whatever it is we were overdoing everything who wants to go back to it? we should be happy we got a chance to get out of it. so we have a advantage in uncertainty and not knowing what is going to happen because if you don't know what's going to happen maybe you can work towards making it happen in other words like we talk about in astros if we know the future we really want then we don't have to go back to a future that looks like the past but we can think of a new future and see how we can go towards that so i suggest we forget about old normals and talk about new normals Thank you so much for listening. You can support us by sharing the podcast on various social media platforms. Our second episode will be out soon. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter for more updates.